Welcome back to Relish the Journey, your podcast about the many different pathways of life and business and the stories that every single person has to share. I'm your host, Miles Biggs, and I'm joined tonight by Sabrina Cadini. She's a holistic life coach and brain fitness coach, helping busy professionals achieve life-work balance by adopting her five principles of eat better, sleep more, move daily, love yourself, and own your life. I really enjoyed this conversation, had an awesome back and forth about similar books we've read and apps we use because this woman is right where I am today, speaking my language about the journey that I've been on with mindfulness and meditation and all these things you've heard me talk about. This is a woman who coaches it and does it for a living. So you'll hear me having fun throughout the interview and you'll learn something as well. So here's Sabrina. A lot of people say Sabrina Cadini or Sabrina Cadina because I don't know. It's, I, I think it like rhymes. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, Sabrina Cadina, Cadini, Cadina, yeah. whatever you want to call yourself. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining me. Bye. And um, I'm really excited to get into our topic tonight. And I'm excited because I know what we're talking about, but everybody else listening yet doesn't quite know. So, why don't you run through sort of a brief elevator pitch really about who you are, where you live, what do you do, and then we'll take it from there. Absolutely. I am a certified holistic life coach, a brain fitness coach, and a life work balance strategies. This is so things. And I help busy professionals maximize their skills in their personal and professional lives by improving their well-being. And how do I do that? I basically blend well-being principles with neuroscience, uh, biohacking, positive psychology, and mindfulness techniques. And they all allow them to implement effective behavior changes. So then my clients are able to reignite their passion, their purpose, and they can achieve their goals better and faster thanks to improved nutrition, sleep, physical activity, uh, self-care, and stress management. And so all these elements are necessary for an optimized body and brain, and they will lead to higher energy, focus, happiness, uh, creativity, positivity, productivity, and success. So the more, the better, I would say. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. And I'll share with you when we got to know each other before this call, and folks that are listening to me on a weekly basis know a little bit about my journey, but I wish I had found you like eight months ago because I recently I know, right? went through all of this. You know, like I felt like I reached a point of burnout and was really putting everything into work first instead of myself first. And yeah. um, as you and I are talking, it's not live yet, but I I just scheduled out an episode that I called "Pay Yourself First. So mm. it's drawing upon the analogy with finance that people always make that analogy when you get your first paycheck. Pay yourself first before you pay bills or buy anything, put money away. And I, th- I think that's a good way to summarize this, right? Like pay yourself first, take care of yourself first, because if you don't take care of yourself, then there's nothing left for anyone else. Um, so true, Miles. Absolutely. So it's a great – pretty much what I tell. Yeah. It's a great topic, but it just seems like in society we kind of romanticize the complete opposite. Like it's yeah. sexy to hashtag hustle and hashtag grind and work your – work to the bone and if you're not doing that you're not making it quote unquote so i'm just curious how absolutely did you go through a similar story that led you down this path of holistic life coach 
brain coach, you know, all the things you rattled off because they're, it's a very specific feel like a niche. And I'm just curious if how you got there, if it was by happenstance or you had your own kind of awakening that made you want to then help other people like someone helped you. Yes, yes. I have a very similar story. And, you know, to piggyback to what, what you just said, you are so right that modern society really prioritizes work, you know, and also the, the hustle you know, mentality, right? Being always on the run, being always productive, and it celebrates what I call busyness. And this is what I always discuss with my, my clients. We are usually last in our to-do list and exactly what we were saying. And so modern life is taking a toll on our health and well-being because we we can't do it all. And I always tell my clients, we are human beings, not human doings. We need time to slow down. We need time to rest, to relax, to recharge. And when we uh, have time to recharge, our bodies and our brains perform better. You know, so as you were saying, health is our wealth. And um, I mean, if you're sick, who can take care of your business? And that's exactly what happened to me years ago. And um, the, the reason why I'm here is because I experienced exactly the same. And my background is in the event and wedding planning. And I, I can tell you, this is one of the most exciting and rewarding jobs, but it can also be very stressful and demanding. Oh, sure. Because we usually, yeah, we usually work during the week to prepare for our clients' events. And then on the weekends, we are at the events. So we manage the events. And so it can easily become a seven days a week job. And uh, sometimes it keeps you involved even after hours. And I still remember calls from nervous brides or stressed out grooms calling me late in the night with questions. And I knew that I had to set boundaries because I needed my personal time if I didn't do that. You right. know. And so th- this um, this passion of mine started to change when uh, around 2011, I experienced burnout and thankfully minor health issues. And so I started seeing doctors, specialists. I knew something was going on, but nobody could figure out what was going on. All the tests were normal. They were telling me, don't worry, everything is fine. But I was more and more frustrated because I knew that something was not right. I was not feeling good. I was not focused. And my work was not giving me the results I wanted. So at that point, I decided to set on a journey of like, as a knowledge seeker, I would say, because I couldn't get response from conventional medicine. And I thought maybe there's something else that I should pay attention to. And so that's how I, I, I did it. I started to do a lot of research. I, did, I educated myself extensively on the body and mind connection and more specifically on the gut-brain axis, which is something that I, I found mind-blowing. Yeah, so and you said, you I said realized, gut, like your stomach, right? Mm-hmm, yes, exactly. Your digestive tract, which is tightly connected to your brain, which for many of my clients is something shocking. And they're like, are you serious? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, this is what we will exactly work on during the coaching program. Because, you know, when you are 
able to understand the connection between the two. Brain, you eat food C, and it produces you know, D reaction and how you can tell if yes. one's favorite. Because now you're going to have me thinking about you know, everything I no. put in my mouth and then well, the way my brain feels after it. I'm just really curious. Yes, absolutely. Well, let me, if we have the time, I'd like to give a, a, a quick introduction to sure. this uh, connection between the gut and the brain so people can understand a little better. Maybe they know already, but many people are still clueless, I would say, about this uh, in very important uh, piece of the puzzle, basically. So the gut-brain axis is, a, I would say, a bidirectional signaling network that is made up of neurons, uh, it's made up of hormones, immune cells, and microbes that basically connect our digestive tract to our brain. And uh, in our digestive tract, uh, there's like trillions of bacteria that are collectively called microbiome. I don't know if you ever heard that term. And no, I uh, this, you haven't. No. See. And so that is where also most of our immune system, or most of our immune cells are located. About 8% of our immune system is in the gut. So these microbes... Uh, in the gut, send messages to the brain, and they can influence our mood, they can influence our executive function, they can influence our emotions, they can influence our stress response, pain, social behavior. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. I could go on for hours <laughs> to talk about this. And the way they communicate between the gut and the brain is through the vagus nerve, which is the longest nerve that we have in our body. And it's part of the nervous system, and it's the main communication pathway. So this nerve runs from the brainstem, which is where the spinal cord meets the brain, up to the gut. Hmm. And so this connection, again, regulates a lot of different things that we do, actions that we take, uh, decisions that we make, without even knowing. Because, I mean, this works in the background, you know, it's not something that we notice and we're like, oh, my vagus nerve is sending these signals <laughs> to my brain through the gut, <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> sure. But what we eat can have a huge, a huge effect on uh, our um, daily life. And as you were saying, you wanted to have like a quick uh, example. So let me think. Um Let's talk about, I don't know, serotonin, for instance. Serotonin is a chemical, and it's called a neurotransmitter, which is a chemical that is being basically um, transmitted in our brain whenever something happens, an emotion and a feeling or an action, something that happens in our daily life. And this neurotransmitter is associated with um, well-being in general. So I would say uh, happiness, uh, it modulates our appetite, uh, it regulates our sleep cycles. And today we see a lot of people with low levels of serotonin for different reasons. And these are including a poor diet, and we'll get there, that is high in processed foods, they're rich in simple carbs, refined sugar. So this causes inflammation in the body that breaks down uh, the precursor to serotonin, which is called tryptophan. I know that I'm talking about very difficult things, but I'm trying to be as simple yeah, no, I'm as possible. I'm following you. Yeah. Perfect. Another reason could be stress and as a result, high cortisol levels in your body. 
that, again, break down serotonin. So that's how we experience um, mood disorders. We can experience depression, chronic pain, migraines, sleep disorders, because, again, there's an imbalance of neurotransmitters in our body. Of course, I mentioned depression, but depression is a completely different beast, I would say. It's not so easy to diagnose. I find it a very complicated condition that can have multiple uh, causes. Very often, lifestyle choices choices can be the ones to blame, um, and that can be one of the reasons why depression is increasing in our society, but not always. So I'm not suggesting that depression is simply caused by low serotonin sure. or the way one person eats, of course. But that was just an example. Yeah. And uh, the way you can increase um, levels of serotonin, for instance, with healthy, nutrient-dense carbohydrate sources. And so this can include um, sweet potatoes, avocados, uh, bananas, tomatoes, eggplants, or nuts, specifically uh, walnuts. So this is just to give you an example how we can change the way we feel and with the change, uh, change the way we can bring our brain to uh, give us the highest performance possible just with nutrition, which is amazing to me. You know, people don't pay attention to that, but what you eat can definitely change the way you make a decision during the day. I mean, if you drink something like a coffee, you feel a rush of adrenaline, right? You're very active, you're very focused, and you feel very productive. But after a while, you need to drink more coffee because that rush of energy goes down. So see, I mean, it can have so much effect on what you do uh, during the day. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of foods can be very influential about your decisions, about the way you live your life any, uh, at any time. It's funny because that's that what, the cliche then that we are what we eat is 100% true. That's what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely. Awesome. And I also, yeah, and I also see food as a medicine. Food is the best medicine for you. And uh, it is really something that can keep you healthy. You know, our bodies want and are able to keep us healthy if we give them the right fuel and the right tools to do so. You know, and the fact that body and brain are so tightly connected, what you eat is really, really very important. And you should pay more. You, not you particularly, but... <laughs> no, sure. I mean, I probably could general. pay more attention. I'm trying to get better, right. but there's always room for improvement. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And so that's something that I always discuss with my clients. And my yeah, coaching programs that's... include five principles. And so one is eating better because it's the foundation. Two is sleeping more because, of course, we are sleep deprived in our modern society. We never have the time to rest. Uh, number three is move daily because exercise has so many benefits such as stress reducer. It's a detoxifier. I mean, it has so many things that people don't think about and they only focus on the fact that they can improve their appearance with exercise but there's much more than that behind the exercise and then number four is love yourself which is all about self-care and own your life is a fifth principle this is where you apply everything from nutrition to sleep exercise self-care and also stress management for uh, habit creation i love that and the exercise one is something I've – so I, I was a, an athlete all through college. I was a, a swimmer, 
And yeah. then when I graduated college, I sort of fell out of it once I started putting all my attention into work. And now I'm getting back into it. I'm going to the gym every morning. And what I find with it is I tend to get my best ideas like three miles into a run. Like I feel like mm-hmm. you, we consume all this content throughout the day, every day. Yes. And then we don't stop yes. to kind of let it like become something. And then when I kind of zone out on the treadmill or lifting weights or whatever, all of a sudden it's like addition is happening in the background of my brain. And, you know, I get an idea pops forward and I have to literally stop, pull out my phone and like write it down before it leaves me. But I get like real moments of inspiration while I'm working out that then make my work better when I get to the office. And I think to your point about people just thinking about the physical, there's a real mental thing for me in there that I've started to notice that. I know I've taken for granted in the past. I love it. I absolutely love it. And, you know, that happens to me as well. I usually go, like, power walking or jogging in my neighborhood if I I don't have the time to go to the gym. Same thing. I come up with the best ideas for my work, and I have to stop, either record them on the phone or stop and type them in the notes in the phone because I don't want to forget about that. Same thing. exactly. And, you know, there's a an explanation for that, and it's called neurogenesis. I don't know if you ever heard about no, it. No, but I'd love to hear about it. I See, I'm talking about new words today. Yeah, I'm loving <laughs> it. so exciting. Yeah, so neurogenesis basically is the c- capacity to uh, renew neural connections in an area of our brain that is called hippocampus. And this area is critical for learning and memory. And so we have the capacity to renew these neural connections if we embrace the appropriate daily habits in our life. And this includes aerobic exercise, particularly running, new learning. So this could be learning a new language, a new instrument, or maybe doing something uh, complicated. And then diet, of course, uh, eating the right uh, foods and meditation and yoga. And so we can stimulate more neural connections in our brain for higher performance in everyday life. So what you were just saying about running, see, that's exactly uh, the point. Our brain works better and creates more connections and you can find great ideas for your business. And that's one of the ways that I help my clients to improve their, um, their skills in their job. That's awesome. And so you touched on something about meditation and yoga. And I just finished this book um, called 10% Happier by Dan Harris. Mm. Have you read that one? Yes. Yes, it's awesome. Yeah, I loved it. And I didn't expect it to end up taking like the turn into Buddhism that it did and meditation, but it was so timely for me. And I loved his anecdotes and how he kind of, he was dealing with his anger and throwing papers and just being a, a, a mean coworker and, then yes. t- realizing he could control his emotions and and be more mindful and I it's I am definitely guilty of totally dismissing meditation as like for hippies and you know people that are just high all the time or surrounded by incense right like just the over dramatization that it can kind of take on in pop culture but I've meditated now for like. 130 something days straight. I use an app called insight timer and it's got a little streak counter for me, which fuels my competitive side, but I love it. And so I'm, I'm curious to hear about your, like your journey into meditation and 
what you know about it because you probably have more of a, a scientific flair for it like you just talked about with neurogenesis for my treadmill moments um yeah so how do you how do you utilize it in your own practice and then how do you help people that are coming into it for the first time yes meditation is so powerful by the way i, I use insight timer as well nice. and i love it i love it. i use so it awesome. yeah. I, lo- I use it for it's- sleep meditations for just like i need a quick minute during yeah. the day or the binaural beats in there if i need to focus at, at work uh, it's it's like my best my best friend app <laughs> if an app could be my best friend it would be insight timer Yes, yes, it's so awesome. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, meditation has a lot of benefits. And besides, you know, the fact that you can be more mindful, you can be more in the present moment, which helps a lot of my clients because most of them are always stressed out. They don't really know how to make sense of all the craziness and the busyness that surrounds them. So it's definitely good to take a moment to really understand what you need, what you want, to listen to your body, to listen inward, you know, because we're always uh, projected outward. We always are bombarded by technology, social media, things happening in our life, and we don't really have the time to pay attention to our body, what happens inside. So I think meditation is very helpful to allow you to look inward, you know, inside yourself. And so this is the the spiritual part of my coaching practice. But besides that, um, research has shown that um, meditation increases gray matter in our brains. And so we go back to neuroscience, you know. And so that is very helpful. It, it, um, It shows that parts of the hippocampus, again, involved in learning and memory, are um, increased after just eight weeks of meditation, which is super awesome, you know, and that's going back to the neurogenesis that I was mentioning. So again, a lot of beautiful benefits, and also it helps with breathing, and so it's a great help for stressful uh, situations for people who are um, who tend to be very stressed, all the time at work, and so if they can, they can just rest for five minutes and find the time to stay calm and relaxed, and just doing very, very easy exercises like mindfulness exercises or breathing exercises, it's perfect, and it can reduce their stress level uh, tremendously. Yeah, and I've heard, you know, people are always guilty of saying they don't have time. And somebody said to me once, if, mm. if you say you don't have time to meditate for five minutes, it means you need to do it for an hour, <laughs> which there I thought go. was funny. I know, right? And yeah. I, I can't and, help you know, but think yeah. about what you said about being a human being, not a human doing. And I think that really applies to meditation is it forces you to just, like you said, be in the present, but just be yeah. and not be doing. It forces you to stop and realize realize in the moment that all the stuff you're getting worked up about and stressing about hasn't even happened yet. It's like we're fabricating what could be in our heads and letting it control the present instead of really owning that exact moment you're in so that the stuff you're worried about in your brain doesn't happen because it doesn't have to happen that way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So the past is gone. The future is not there yet. So focus on the present and just be grateful for being here and nothing is happening. It's just you and yourself, which is, I think, the best thing ever to experience in that particular moment. Absolutely. I agree. And 
I feel like I need to back up because I totally interrupted you to talk about the gut brain connection when you were going through oh, like 20 minutes yes, ago, it feels no. like a full on explanation. Know, right? <laughs> so I've taken you on a detour yeah. and I just, uh, I want to make sure you were, you were covering something and I don't even know what you were about to say, but we can go back to that if you want to, or stay on yeah. my line of questioning you. Uh, yeah, I think I was uh, talking about my uh, previous life and how I got to life coaching. I think that was the question, right? That yeah, we were that's right. Talking yeah, and you said you had just learned about to... the gut-brain connection, and then I made you stop there. So yes. we could pick it up there. Yes, absolutely. So basically, once I learned about all these magnificent things about our body, I realized that my body and brain were being put under too much pressure. I was working too much. I was not sleeping enough. I was not eating bad, but still not as I should. And basically my body and brain were unable to support my business goals because I was draining my energy. From the morning I woke up to the night I was going to bed. And I'd, keep in mind that I was probably sleeping like three, four hours a night because, again, I didn't have the time. <laughs> and, you know, that was the worst excuse ever. And so once I learned about all of this, uh, the body and mind connection, gut-brain axis, I started to develop a system that allowed me to give attention to my body and to my personal life 100%. And so I established these five principles that I mentioned earlier, eat better, sleep more, most daily, love yourself, own your life. And I have to tell you, after just, I would say, a few weeks, like two, three weeks during this new lifestyle, my health issues went away completely. My energy improved. My focus increased. I felt more positive, happier, more productive. I was able to achieve higher goals in less time. And I became more profitable. So my business soared. It was amazing. I was like, really? Is that so easy? So that's how I decided to pursue a coaching career. Because I wanted to let other busy professionals like me understand that things should be done a different way in our modern life. We should come first, then work can get done. I love that. So when you're getting a client, does everybody... I'm going to guess probably not. I'm answering my question before I ask it. But if they're coming to you, they probably realize there's a problem. But then I also assume that they're still going to fight you along the way until they kind of get what you're going and and going with and see an impact. But what's that typical excuse you get? Is it always, well, I don't have time for that? You know, you don't understand (laughs) how busy I am. I don't have time for that. Or is there some other typical things you run into? Yeah, totally. I find myself in different discussions with people with sometimes arguments because people often disagree with the way I help my clients. And, you know, when I meet a new client and they're telling me, no, Sabrina, I realize something is off here. Uh, most of my clients are like female entrepreneurs. They're in their early 40s, late 40s, something like that. They have a family. They work full time. Very often, they own their own business. So you can you can imagine. I mean, their life is a mess because yeah. they don't really know how to manage their twenty four hours. They're so stressed out. They have they are pulled in so many different directions, and they're like, "What am I gonna do here?" Right? And so when we start talking, the first thing that they tell me is, "You know, you talk about life work 
balance because I put life before work all the time. And they say, but you know, for me, it's more like work-life balance. And to me, it doesn't exist. And I agree with them. Of course, it's not about putting work and life at the same level because life should come first. Uh, and then they say, this is nonsense. I can't dedicate so much time to myself. Otherwise, I won't be able to produce and pay my bills. I'm busy, you know. <laughs> this is you know, the usual thing they tell me. But I tell them, well, when you take care of yourself first, then you will find the time to work, to have fun, and really enjoy your life fully. So it's a completely different mindset here, you know, because they think if I sleep more, then I will have less time to work. But it doesn't work that way. If you sleep more, you can work in less time. And so you have more time for yourself. See, you start a completely different cycle. And I always tell them we may be the most evolved and sophisticated species on this planet, but we are still an animal species and our genes are still the same from thousands of years ago. So we have to respect the basic needs of our body and our brain, which is nourishment, which is movement, which is rest. And so we must take care of ourselves or we won't be able to accomplish what we want in the long run makes so much sense and one thing that i find through some prodding if someone tells me they don't have enough time you start asking somebody what are they like what's your morning routine or what do you do when you get home and you can somehow find that you know they've watched every episode of the newest season of something on netflix but they don't have quote unquote time to do something that's actually good for them so it's like yeah. we don't have time but we we see rest Right, I'm taking my care of myself, Sabrina. I, I watched four hours of TV yesterday. I'm so relaxed. Yeah, right. That's putting myself first, exactly. right? And it's, yeah, we just have it the wrong way. It's like yeah, when you, I found like when you can shed a focus on consumerism and like the external things. And for me, this is what what my mindfulness practices have sort of made me realize. Like when you lose your attachment to the physical things or keeping up with the you know, the Netflix shows and focus on like what I'm doing now, this fuels me, this I'm learning something as we're talking. And I, I love creating the podcast and putting it out there and connecting with people, you know, that refuels me. Like I don't really watch TV. I'm doing this instead. Yeah. I think a lot of people just don't realize that is there's so much time in the day that they could use just in a better way. So Absolutely. I'm loving what you're saying. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad. Yes, I agree completely with what you're saying. I remember, I think it was the CEO of Netflix who said our biggest competitor is sleep. Did you ever hear that? No, but that's, it was him. that's amazing because <laughs> he's absolutely right? true. Well, and then you start hearing about yeah. all the, the blue light on the screens, right? And how that goes back to the yeah. neurotransmitters you were talking about and how it decreases melatonin production, which signals the body to start going to sleep and so oh i'm not i'm yes. not tired so i'm gonna lay in bed and look at my phone because then i'll get tired and really the opposite happens four hours later you're still watching netflix and you're not sleeping and then you create that beginning of a really horrible cycle um and i know that's one i struggled with you know and had to overcome so yeah it's it's real but it's funny that he yeah, said that yeah 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, blue light is one of my biggest enemies uh, when it comes to my coaching practice because, of course, most of my clients watch TV until late or maybe they're working on their computer until late. And so it's a big fight. I mean, fight not in the sense that I fight with them, but it's a little hard to, you know, let them understand that they should change something in their routine in the night because, you know, if... You mess up with your circadian rhythm. I mean, you, you mess up with a lot of things in your body. And again, people don't realize that because they're, they're not supposed to, 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 to know that. You know, nobody tells them. But, you know, our circadian rhythm, which is our sleep-wake cycle, which is about 24 hours in a day, um, is so related to hormones, so to our microbiome. We go back to the gut. You know, and it's uh, tightly connected to weight loss, to stress. And so when you are not able to sleep and maintain your circadian rhythm on track, you can mess up a lot of uh, different mechanisms in your body. Sure. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a long discussion that I usually have uh, during a coaching uh, program. And so you've got... When I say you, again, look, you were saying you to me, now I'm saying you to you. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> you got, you've got a lot of people out there like me, right? Like I don't have any sort of scientific degree or official schooling. All I have are my own experiences. And what's great about the internet is somebody like me can have a platform and speak yeah. my opinion and some people take it as fact. And I think a lot of that can hurt someone like your practice where you actually have certifications in – the brain science of it. And I, I just feel like that has to help when someone says, no, you're not right. And you get into one of those quote unquote arguments, the fact that you can draw yeah. upon actual science and say, okay, I get why you might think that, but look at the data. And if you're dealing with professionals that are CEOs that are on their own businesses, they have to, I'm going to assume they resonate with data. So yeah. do you find that? And I'm wondering, did you start this without having that official schooling and then realize that was something that you should have to supplement everything or did you always just decide I'm, I'm going to go the academic route and then turn it into a business? Uh, no, again, from my personal experience, it all started, I think that experiencing burnout was a blessing because it opened my eyes. It showed me that life was not supposed to be that way. So I decided to become a life coach first. And then I got certified in brain fitness coaching because again, I was fascinated by neuroscience and I wanted to understand the mechanisms behind everything that we do and have uh, a clear explanation for my clients so that they could know what they were supposed to do. And once they knew, they were able to adopt their habits more easily. I don't know if it happens to you, but I, I think it's you know common sense. When you know about something, you're more motivated to make the change because you know the benefits of that thing. Sure. You know? So I thought instead of being just a life coach, I want to go deeper and understand how neuroscience can help us. Now, let me make very clear that I don't work with patients. You know, I'm not a doctor or a healthcare professional or a scientist. I am a coach. So my clients are healthy individuals who are facing challenges or obstacles in their lives because they feel stressed, they feel tired, constantly fatigued, they cannot enjoy life or family or relationships. And they also have a hard time to disconnect. This can be from their jobs or even from technology, like social media, which is so common today, you know. So oh, yeah. again, 
um, I'm not a doctor, but uh, with the education that I received uh, through these two years of brain fitness uh, that I uh, got certified in in 2016, I mean, this is, again, mind-blowing still today to me because, you know, the, the progress in technology, the research, new studies that come out, I always feel like a little kid in a candy store. You know, when I read about new articles coming out and new discoveries about the brain, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to apply this to my coaching practice and help my clients to really improve uh, their lifestyle, their well-being, their decision, because they know what happens, why it happens, and so they know what they can do to uh, live better. Right. So can you give me an example of, you know, obviously you don't have to say the person's name for anonymity, but what's been a really awesome success story that you've witnessed? You know, you had a client who was at this low moment and now they've adopted what you've been talking about fully and how have they come out the other side? How has it made a difference for them? Yeah, absolutely. Again, the stories of my uh, clients are all very similar, probably because I attract that particular type of person. And um, let's see, I can probably talk about, uh, I had a client about a year ago, and she worked with me for about nine months. My coaching uh, programs range from three to six months on, on average, but she decided to stay with me longer because she could see the improvements right away. And she was very tough to work on. And it was funny because the first time that we met, uh, it was through mutual connection. And she said, oh, I'm sure I need you. So we need to uh, schedule a call. I usually um, offer clarity calls just to make sure that we are a good fit between the client and the coach. And I remember that uh, when we were on the call, the first time she asked me was like, okay, so you are a holistic coach. So do you do meditation, prayer, you use crystals or magic potions to help people feel better? And I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I'm nothing like that. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, I am not a medicine woman. I am a life coach who uses holistic approach, which means the taking a look at the whole person. So it's body, mind, and spirit. But the spirit is not religion or spirituality that many people think. You know, it's like meaning looking into your inner self. And so at the beginning, she was very resistant because she owns her own business. She has a fairly big company with about 50 employees. So she has a lot to do. And uh, she has a family, two teenage boys, and always stressed out. She travels very often. So, again, it was the first, the most difficult thing at the beginning was to have her, how can I say, focused on the program. And I had a feeling that she was not ready to make the change. I knew that she wanted to make the change, but she was not convinced. She was not sold 100%. So again, the initial part was pretty difficult because, you know, a coach asks a lot of questions. We don't really tell our clients what they need to do. We help them figure that out. We help them understand where they have to go. And so the first month or so, it was very difficult. She kept postponing or rescheduling the appointments because she didn't have the time or she would not... um, 
do what she was supposed to do. And so it was pretty challenging. But then after the first month, I remember she uh, came to the sessions, so the chef's section, and she told me, you know, Sabrina, two days ago I was in, I don't remember where she was, somewhere for business. And I remember I slept seven hours straight. That never happened in my life. And I just followed a different routine that you and I worked on for my bedtime routine. And it worked like magic. So she said, so maybe you are using magic potions, but we don't need that. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. But after that, she was completely convinced, of course, and she saw the improvements. She saw the results. Not only that, her husband noticed. And she told me that he told her, you are different. You're more present. You pay attention. I can talk to you. You know, and so that not only improved her life, but it improved her relationship in, you know, in, in, at home. That's great. And that was a bigger satisfaction for me, you know, because again, as I said, it's not only for yourself, but, you know, your entire brain and body, all, they all work together to, to make you a better person. You know, you're more in control of yourself and everything works like in, I don't know how to say that, but it's like symbiosis, you know, everything works together and that you can achieve better results. So what do you, what do you say to the naysayers that say, okay, yeah, Sabrina, I'm going to sleep and I'm going to eat good. And that's the magic potion. Like, yeah, you know, you can hear the eye roll I'm doing right now to imitate them. Right. What I mean, yeah. what do you say to that person? What advice do you give to people that, you know, are just shutting down the idea without really giving it a, a shot? Well, uh, there are things that, many things I can tell them. But again, if, you know, if they're not ready, if they don't think that taking care of themselves first is a life changer, then I'm definitely not the right person. But, um your body, again, is the most important thing that we have in order to function. If we are sick, who can take care of our business? Who can take care of our personal life? You know, taking care of yourself is, I would say, mandatory. It's necessary. A lot of people see it as a sign of laziness, as a sign of weakness, as a sign of selfishness, but this is necessary. And we forgot that because, you know, in our modern society, as you were saying at the beginning, uh, busyness is celebrated. You know, when you ask people, how are you doing? They usually respond, busy. This is the first thing they say, right. busy. There's nobody who, t- who says, oh, you know, today it was fantastic. I took the time to take a nap. I went to the beach. I watched the sunrise and I spent time with my family. It was fantastic. No, you are ashamed to say this. Right, you have to show that you're busy because you want to produce, you want to be productive, and you want to show that you are successful, and you do that. So, if you know a person tells me, "Well, yeah, yeah, right," you're saying all these things, but they don't work. You know, I usually invite them to work with me for a week, and I tell them, "You know what? Let's schedule a few sessions, and we can talk about it, and you can tell me what you're doing right now, and I can help you with." you know, some questions to see where you could go. 
And I can guarantee you that they will understand a lot about their bodies and a lot about their brain, how they work, what they can do, and how they can improve uh, their lifestyle yeah. without sacrificing their precious time. Because again, I'm not telling them don't work. <laughs> right. I'm not saying you need to stay home and just spend time with your family. You know, I want you to work, but you will do it in a different way. You will do it in a more enlightened way. Because you will know more better, more, you will know better about yourself and how you can maximize your power, your skills. We were talking about neurotransmitters, how you can improve neurotransmitter tr- transmission and really be more um, present and be more in control of your daily life. I think what's interesting is some of the most successful business people that are the naysayers to programs like yours, if they ran their personal lives like they ran their business, they'd be much happier. And if they ran their business like they ran their personal lives, they probably wouldn't be in business anymore. <laughs> so yeah, it's just an interesting dichotomy. So true, yeah. And you know, also a lot of um, gurus in our society today, they say you have to work a lot, uh, sleepy for, is for weak people, you know, People are getting brainwashed about this um, concept, you know, of working, 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 working. This is how you have to do it. Also, big, big names of celebrities and uh, big business people uh, always say, always show that they're working all day, all night. It's not, it's not the right thing. <laughs> you, right. Know, you have to rest. You have to give time for yourself. Yeah. Totally agree. So when you're... In your journey to find everything we've been talking about, um, how would you describe that and the way your life is now that you found it in just three words? Hmm, this is the most difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. As an interviewer, you yes. love to hear that it's a hard question, so I'll take I that. I know, right? Yes, it's pretty much like the question that people usually ask, you, who's your favorite son or daughter, right? Or who's your favorite <laughs> child, right? <laughs> So difficult. Um, so let's see. Um, I have uh, like a, a hashtag that I use for most of my social media posts, and it's life work balance, which is basically the, a recap of my coaching practice where life comes first and then work can get uh, done. And it's a balance because you are able to really live your life, you know, first, and then you can dedicate the right time to your work but I would probably I would probably choose something like live life fully I want my clients to be fully in control of their lives I want them to know how they can live their best life possible I want them to be knowledgeable about the choices and possibilities that they have Despite, you know, what we were talking about, the nonstop, fast-paced society we live in. And so there's a way to live better. There's a way to live fully if you know how. And when you know how, you can achieve whatever you want. So I would probably say live life fully. I love that. That's great. It's a good summary of everything. And so people that have listened to you, to believe it or not, the last 45 minutes or so now – if you've piqued their interest and they want to learn more after they stop listening to this podcast, where can they find you? Very easily, my website at sabrinacadini.com. 
And I'm also on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Facebook, the usual suspects, you know, at Sabrina Cadini. Perfect. Well, I appreciate your time this evening because I know, like your clients, you don't have any time. So I appreciate you carving off a piece for me. I've enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much, Miles. All right, that'll do it. Another episode in the books. A very special thank you to Sabrina Cadini for being our guest. And thanks to all you for listening. If you haven't done so yet, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. We're coming dangerously close to episode 100, everybody. So gear up. I'm excited. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.